Welcome on into the Jazz Talk Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Today's episode, I was going to do an NBA episode today and uh, do a Eastern Conference Roundup. Today is the trade deadline and I was not expecting it to be as active and insane as it ended up being. There was a lot of trades that went down, a lot of teams making multiple trades. Um, we'll get, I'll get more into that in a uh, Wasatch basketball uh, episode. Um, but the Jazz did end up making a trade. It was a very minor trade. Uh, Jazz are sending a 2021 second round pick to the uh, Toronto Raptors. In return, the Jazz are receiving Matt Thomas. Now, Matt Thomas is about 6'4", 6'5". He's a shooting guard. Um, Guy can shoot. He shot 47% from three throughout his career so far. Um, that's, That's all he does, though. He can't really handle the ball much. Not a great defender. But he's a guy that you can bring in off the bench. You know, if if you're really struggling to get points, he can come in off the bench and just nail threes like crazy. Um, kind of similar to what they had with Kyle Korver a couple years ago. So that's what they're getting in Matt Thomas. With that, the Jazz now have a full 15-man roster. Um, I know they're still going to look to be active on the buyout market. If something comes up and they are able to add somebody through the buyout market... Um, I think Jawan Morgan is probably the most likely guy to be cut to make a move. Um, now the Jazz, that doesn't mean that the Jazz don't like Jawan Morgan and the skill set that he has and the potential that he could possibly have. The thing is, the Jazz are in win-now mode. And Joan Morgan just is not getting minutes. He can't, you know, hasn't been able to crack the rotation. And he's already, I think, 24 right now. So, he's again, he still has potential. But, you know, being where he is in his career at 24 is a lot different from being there at 20 or 21. Um, so, if the Jazz are able to find the guy they're looking for on the buyout market which I suspect would be a defensive uh, defensive focus player on the wing. Um, you know, not... I'm going to use Torrey Craig as an example, but Torrey Craig just barely got traded to the Suns. He's not going to be available, but somebody like that, you know, 6'6 to 6'8, you know, just can guard multiple positions, especially on the perimeter. Um, I think that's what the Jazz will be looking for. Currently, they're on the buyout market. There's only LaMarcus Aldridge, Andre Drummond, Myers Leonard, and uh, oh, who's the other one I just saw? Um, and... Uh, uh, Vincent Poiré and Jabari Parker, who were all bigs, um, don't really fit what the Jazz are looking for. Jabari Parker could be interesting 
you know, 6'8", 250, can play the four. Came into the league as a three, really doesn't have the quickness in his feet, especially with all of his, his knee injuries he's had to, to play the three. But can be an instant offense type guy. He could be interesting, but that's really not what the Jazz are looking for. Um, but, you know, with further episodes, I'll keep up to date more on um, what the Jazz could possibly go out and get. Um, but for now, the Jazz added Matt Thomas. They're at 15 players. Um, you know, you have they have their, their base eight or nine guys with... Uh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, Royce O'Neal, Derek Favors, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, and then George Niang. Those are your main nine guys that are part of the nightly rotation. Mie Oni is the tenth guy. After that, that if somebody's injured, somebody's taking a rest, anything like that, he's He's the next guy that gets called up. After that, the next five guys are people that are going to be fighting for minutes in the rotation. Um, that if there's injuries, could see time. Yeah, Ursan Ilyasova, who they just added, who's gotten in for like a total of like six minutes so far. Uh, hasn't really been with the team very long, but is more of an insurance policy guy. And then you have a lot of really young guys in Yudoka Azabuki, Elijah Hughes. They just added Matt Thomas, like I said, and Jawan Morgan. Um, They also have their two-way players in Trent Forrest and Jarrell Brantley. So right now, you know, March 25th, that's what the Jazz have. I think if they're playing at their top level, I think it I think it is enough to really compete and possibly win a title. But it's it's not an overwhelming enough amount to where you think they're the favorites. They're definitely in the running, but if they could add just one more really good defender on the wing, I think that you're really starting to get into the you know, uh, the category of being the favorite in the West. Um, so coming up for the Jazz, they have their next, so three of their next four games are against the Memphis Grizzlies. Just an insane thing that happened with the schedule. So they'll play Friday and Saturday night um, in Salt Lake against the Grizzlies. Play, I can't remember who the, they play after that, but then they'll be in Memphis to play the Grizzlies one more time. Uh, so they're going to get very well acquainted with, with the Grizzlies. That's all three games that they would play with the Grizzlies for the year. Smashed into, I don't know, six days, I think it is. <laughs> um, you know, the Jazz uh, last, yeah, last night played the Nets. However, Kevin Durant, J- James Harden... Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, all did not play. So it was the supporting cast for the Nets. The Jazz were able to just manhandle them. Those second unit guys like Trent Forrest and Mia Oni played most of the fourth quarter. um, And the Jazz still beat them by 30. 
So that game, the game before that against the Bulls, you know, they manhandled the Bulls. I think the Jazz are starting to get things going again. But one of the really nice things that happened last night was, you know, Donovan Mitchell was on fire. He probably could have gone off for 50 points that game if he really wanted to. But Quinn Snyder and the Jazz really put a focus on getting Boyan Bogdanovich going again. Um, So he entered the second half. I think he had four points, hadn't made a three yet. And then they really force-fed him the ball, and he was able to put in four threes in that that second half, the third quarter, um, put up 18 points, which is kind of an average game for Boyan, but he's really been struggling as of late. So it's nice to see him, you know, see the ball go in the hoop. Um, that, you know, as a basketball player, that's the thing that when you're really struggling, just seeing the ball leave your hands and go into the hoop a couple times can really bring back that confidence in yourself and and hopefully that's happened for Boyan. Unfortunately though, Jordan Clarkson is really um, struggling now. I think in the last three games he's gone I think it was one of nine, one of eight, and then one for one of eleven uh, last night from three point um you know, so he he's in the same place Boyan's been in the last, for the last couple weeks. Just for whatever reason, the ball's just not going in. Um, and it, you know, the more that goes on, it just really zaps your your confidence in yourself. You start second guessing um, your your form, your technique. You start to hesitate a tiny bit, and things fall apart. So hopefully over these next few games, Jordan's able to get things going again and figure out his his shot again. Um, but with Jordan going one for 11, the Jazz were still able to put up, they put up 55 threes last night and went 42% from three, which is absolutely insane. It doesn't really matter who you're playing, whether it's, you know, the Nets backups like it was, or the fully full-strength Nets. If you hit 42% of your threes and you put up 55, it's going to be really, really hard to beat you on a night like that. Uh, so a good, good sign for the Jazz. And, you know, like I said, if, if Jordan would have shot even just decently from, from three that night, if he would have made three yeah, for 11... You know, the Jazz would have been closer to 45% from three, which is absolutely insane. So, I feel like the struggles that the Jazz had right before the All-Star break and then immediately afterwards um, are hopefully in the rear view, and the Jazz have found their rhythm again, you know, figured out how to play defense to where Rudy doesn't have to do everything, and gotten the offense back into a flow. Um, Again, I say that hopefully that's where they are at um, as a play harder competition we'll get to really see if that if that's what's happened um, yeah so with that um, actually I have one more thing um, head assistant coach for the Jazz Alex Jensen was offered the University of Utah uh, head men's basketball head men's basketball coach job um 
you know, he played for, for Utah. He was part of the team that went to the national championship with Rick Majerus as the coach. Um, you know, he played over in Europe for a few years and then started becoming a coach. And he's coached in a lot of different situations, and he's been with the Jazz for a long time. He's one of the biggest reasons that Rudy Gobert is as, is as good as he is now. Um, anyway, he was offered that job. He decided to turn it down. Um, so good news for the Jazz. You know, they're not losing their top top assistant coach. Um, now, I, I will not say, I, or I would not say, though, that uh, this means... Alex is going to be with the Jazz for a long time, though. I think he's a very high-in-demand coach, and I think within the next you know, year to three years, he's probably going to be a head coach in the NBA. He is very, very talented coach, very sought-after. He knows how to develop talent. Um, those that work with him, you know, love working with him. Um, you know, and just uh, two years ago, when J- Jim Beheim was hired as the Cavaliers coach, apparently Alex Jensen was the front runner, was going to be offered the job, and the owner stepped in and and uh, decided that Jim Beheim was the guy that they needed to, or not Beheim. That's that's the uh, Illinois coach. Um, who am I thinking of? Or Syracuse coach? John Beeline, that's it. John Beeline used to coach at Michigan for a long time. The owner of the Cavaliers decided that they needed to hire him instead of Alex Jensen. Um, So Alex Jensen almost had a head coaching job just a couple years ago. But anyway, um, good news for the Jazz, he's back. Bad news for for the Utah Utes. Now they have to figure out another candidate to take over that job. Um, but yeah, so with that, can go ahead and end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, have a great day and go jazz.